What's up? What's up? Set apart fam. I'm your host, Jamie Lynn Wano. It's a great day to be alive. Listen, listen, listen. If you need to press pause, I don't know what kind of day you're having. I don't know what kind of day you think you're going to have, but this is what I know. If you can stop and tell the Lord three things you're thankful for today, it could just be how comfortable your bed was, how amazing your makeup looks, ladies, how awesome it is to be alive and have breath in your lungs, how he, you have provision, you have food on the table, you have a car you're driving in, you're, you're, you have joy in the waiting, whatever it is. I just encourage you to press pause and tell the Lord three things you're thankful for. And right now, I have the honor of sharing with you who won this week's drawing. So I drew the name from this week's part- participant, and the winner is Tyree John King. He wrote a review saying, Adoring the bridegroom, I believe Jamie Lynn has been called and set apart to adore the bridegroom Jesus like nobody else. She has said yes to the call of the Lord, his plans and purpose for her life through yielding her heart toward his voice and allowing that to produce obedience. I highly recommend listening to her podcast. And then he did cool two fire emojis and a dove. (laughs) I love it. Um, Thank you so much. You are going to get three of my favorite things that I'm going to post on Instagram stories uh, or Facebook stories so people can see what I'm mailing you. I'm really excited. It might feel random, but don't let it fool you. It's going to be in one of my cool set-apart boxes that I send to all of my guests who join me on this venture. But thank you once again. And it always helps when you share this, write a review. It helps get the word out there. So, This week, one of my best friends, Tori Alford, and I had the honor of sharing at a women's group, which is also men. It's a large Bible study here in San Antonio, led by Sandy Ross. She's amazing. And we were asked to share our testimonies. So we chose to do it in a QA and a style, and I wanted to share it with you. And I'm going to share part one with you today, and I'll share the second part next week. But I thought this was really cool, and her testimonies are amazing. I walk with this girl in life. I do life with her. I encourage you to follow her, Miss Victoria Alford, on Instagram because she is so pure. She's a message of purity that is not just about what you think purity is about. It's just about living purely and wholeheartedly before the Lord, and she does it every day. So anyways, without further ado, here are me and Tori Alford. <laughs> so I'm Jenny Lynn and I'm fairly new to San Antonio. I got married 11 months ago to Prince Charming GQ model Lance Wallen Jr. I wish it was here. But um, he is, he his job is why I moved to San Antonio and it's been one of the sweetest gifts of my life being here in this city and so one of my first impressions of San Antonio was this group, and so thank you for welcoming me, and just the love and the, the sheer hunger, the true, genuine hunger for what you carry is really beautiful, and I really feel like part of me. So I don't know many of your names yet, but I do hope to get to know your name, but I'm Jamie Lynn. I'm from Arlington, Texas, and I'm happy to be here, and I'm really honored to be sharing today. Yeah. And so we wanted to share a little bit of our testimonies, just, I've also, oh, I've been here for a while. Um, my mom is Delinda Nolan, and so I love, Tuesday morning is my highlight, so I love it. Um, but, David Nolan, my husband, my brother and sister. But so we wanted to share a little bit about our testimony. Um, And we've both always walked with the Lord. 
So we decided we're going to go do like a little questionnaire, like a Q&A, and bounce back between testimonies of the goodness of God. Because I was thinking, I was like, I've never had a BC. You know, I've never not known what it's like to walk with the Lord. And I was like, Lord, what does sharing a testimony look like when you don't have the dark to light? And he goes, a testimony is just a testament of the goodness of me. And I was like, okay, well, we can do that. So I have always loved the Lord because I was I have amazing parents that taught me who he was at a very young age. Um, the first time I prophesied, I was two. And the first time I shared the gospel, I was three. And I um, met, I had the revelation of who Jesus was when I was six when I was seeing open the eyes to my heart and came home and told my parents and they led me to the Lord and told me that all the angels and everybody in heaven was celebrating that I'm, you know, his. And I've always walked with the Lord and loved the Lord and a theme through my life has always been really obedience and he's taught me things through that. Um, so we're both going to share a little bit about how that looks. But you want to tell your sure. And for me, I I grew up in the church as well. My mom is a preacher's kid, so we have a history of Church of Christ. Does anybody know what the Church of Christ is? No music, but you know how to sing because you harmonize your heart out <laughs> every part. Um, but I, the thing that's unique about the way that I grew up though is. I felt like when I grew up in the church, Holy Spirit, I thought was a Catholic thing because I, I feel like I remember script, parts of scriptures being skipped over that said something about the Holy Spirit or gifts or something, something that anything controversial was skipped over. But there was a strong foundation of the word established. I'm very grateful for my upbringing. But one of the things that I, um, that was unique about my walk with the Lord is, you know, you talk to yourself in your head all the time. I never thought I was talking to myself. I knew I was talking to God. So I don't have a moment where I was ever apart from the Lord, or even when I gave my life to the Lord and asked him into my heart, he was already there for me. So, I, I mean, taking a test, two plus two is four. Thanks, God. Like, I mean, it was truly, it's always been that way for me. So any decision I've made has been processed with him. And while I, I am not perfect, um, and I have made many mistakes that I've grown from and learned from, I am very grateful for that relationship with him. And I had a dream when I was in elementary school that I went to heaven and my family was lined up by age demographic and we were walking in and meeting everybody else who was in heaven. And the details are incredible. We all had our own angels singing behind us. Every feather on the wing was very vibrant, a different color. And they knew we each had our own angel, whether it looked like a male or female, it didn't matter. It just we had some, something with us guarding us. And I met family I didn't know existed until I shared the dream with my mother. And instead of my mom being like, okay, and this isn't the Church of Christ, and if you're familiar with that, and I'm not dogging on the Church of Christ, it's an incredible way, an incredible foundation with God. Um, my mom said, well, what do you think the Lord is telling you? And I was like, I feel like Jesus is coming back. <laughs> um, but I, I was so amazed that he revealed family members to me that I had never met, even handed my aunt a baby in the dream, which I did not know he had passed away seven days or nine days after he had passed away, and said his name. Like, it was very detailed and vivid. And my mom was very shook and told her class at school on that. And that was really life-changing for me because it put what's happening in my head. And I said in church, like, I know there's more to you than this. We're standing up, we're sitting down. We're standing up, we're sitting down. Like, I know when the announcements are coming, but that's not, okay, I, I had a hunger 
And so when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in college, I was like, this is it. These people are crazy at home. Yes. So that's you. But so that's a quick, brief summary of just my, my history with God because we thought it would be awesome. We have a trail of just how obedience has led to Tori's message and obedience has led to mine and moments of not being obedient too um, and how they've shaped and molded us. So, Tori. Yes. <clears throat> I know that you spend a lot of time with the Lord. I and I do. And I do know that he's your friend. It's really fun to be your friend and hear you process about the things he's doing. So I thought it would be really cool to start this off, like the foundation of sharing, sharing with everybody the foundation of how you hear his voice and if you have an example of that. Yeah, so I – there's tons of ways to hear God's voice, and I always – like. I know a lot of people have waited for, like, the audible voice of God, and I've never experienced that, but I hear the Lord all the time. And a lot of the ways I get is just, like, a knowing. Um, but one of the things I wanted to say was, if you're hearing the voice of God, it never comes with shame or um, guilt or condemnation. There's always peace and love and joy. And um, so when I feel that, I know, okay, Mom, we're good here. But um, so I always follow my peace. Um I've seen the Lord in things like numbers, where I've seen like a, a sequence of numbers. I'm like, huh, I'm just tuning into the natural. What is, what is, what's going on? And then I'll be reading later in scripture and that number pops up again and that scripture really ministered to me. So there's like one way he's talked to me. Another way is through pictures. And I have a funny story that you're not gonna like um, because it's kind of funny, but um, I was at HEB and I was pushing the grocery cart and um, I was probably 17, 16, 17, and I was standing in front of the chocolate bar, which they had caramels and chocolates and um, truffles and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sitting there talking to the Lord, and I was like, Lord, I really love a bite of chocolate. I don't really want to buy a whole thing, but I would love a bite of chocolate. And then in my, I saw a vision of this man walk up. <laughs> buy a truffle, take a bite of it, and hand it to me. And I was like, okay, that's really weird, but okay, whatever. And I'm still looking. And then all of a sudden, this man walks up, buys a truffle, takes a bite, and hands it to me. And I accepted it. <laughs> and then I realized, next time I'll ask for more than a bite. <laughs> so, you know. But I turned around, and he was gone. So I'm just going to say that they were in jail of germs, so nothing was passed on. So. <laughs> but... That, so that's one of the, another way the Lord speaks to me is through, you know, um, visions or whatever and dreams. So there's so many different ways. And, you, and the other thing is, like, conversations in your head. A lot of times it's just like a conversation that's going on and you hear something and, and you have to learn to differentiate between your thoughts and God's thoughts. I actually have a tab in my phone called My Thought or God Thought? Question mark. And then I just wait for it to, to see what, what it does. But... You had you had an experience like that not long ago, when you were scrolling through Facebook. Oh my goodness! So I was in I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw I'm, I'm gonna I hope help me Lord I'm like trying not to say names. Uh, saw a worship leader and it was well I can say this it was a famous worship leader ta, ta, I don't know her name but she's great and her song she sings her whole song so it was her name featuring her song. So that stood out to me, and all of a sudden I thought about my friend, who we all sing her songs, and she's an incredible songwriter, and has crazy favor right now. 
um, just not right now, forever. She's, this is all she's ever wanted to do is worship the Lord. And I, I heard her name, and boom, boom, another church. And I just thought, oh, that makes sense. <clears throat> and I went into this deep thought about her while I'm looking at Facebook. And I, and I, it's like I played out her life in my head, thinking it's my imagination, right? So you're like, I'm like, okay, I could see her being featured, but that's not her being selfish or conceited to have her own name because she'll be able to go more places and advance more alone than just than just underneath where she is now. And so then a friend calls me and she's like, hey, genuine, I had a dream about you and so-and-so and this is the dream. And I was like, whoa, that's awesome. And she's like, you have a word for her and you need to share it with her today. And I was like, I do have a word for her. So I sent a message to her and I said, hey, and I was very specific. I did not like play the comfort card. And I think that's really important, especially when you're prophesying to your friends, you should be able to grow together and really take it before the Lord. And so I was like, hey, I see you signing your own record label and being featured with where you are now. And I see that this isn't selfish. And this, if anybody, nobody will think that because your heart is so pure and it's obedience to the Lord for you to do this. Boom, 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 boom. And there was more to the word. Genuine, you have no idea. You just confirmed, I have been asking the Lord if I'm supposed to quit my job and sign a record label with who has reached out to me. Thank you. But that to me was just like, I could have just taken that as, now it kind of required somebody calling me and saying, I'm the Lord for her today. But then that made me think now in the future when I have a passing thought, I've been very obedient to, hey, da 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 da. Instead of just, you know, letting like, all the things that happen since probably every day. And we just think it's our imagination. But our imagination, I mean, when Jesus said if we would sin by just thinking about, like, just lusting in our hearts and our minds, how, how real is our imagination then? If it's as real as walking in the natural, what you're imagining is as real as though it's already happened, which is why it's important to reach out with the good God things for people. Yeah. I think, too, I was reading a scripture, and it says, you know, he'll keep in perfect peace, all his thoughts are fixed on him. And the word thoughts is actually translated as imagination. So it's as our imagination is focused on him, and we're imagining even the throne room, and we're in that spot. We're in perfect peace, but it's the same thing, where it's like, your thought, that's your thought. So, you've been with the Lord a long time. What does that look like for you? I kind of already shared that. Yeah, but. <laughs> but, uh, I feel like I already shared that. Okay, well, we can go to the next question. <laughs> oh, your question. <laughs> Waiting. Okay. Oh, okay. You, you have told me, we've talked about this story a number of times for different scenarios. So I love this story about when you heard the voice of God, and it was like, and okay, so we share this story about how your life was saved. Yeah. We were joking about how, because we've talked about all this, how, how funny it would be in the question if we told the story from the other person, so then they couldn't answer the question. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Anyways, but then, first of all, tell us how you heard the Lord, and then what happened? Yeah, so I was like 14, 15-ish years old, and had a group of friends that I had met through church, um, which doesn't always mean anything. Um, and they invited me to Port Aransas for spring break, which I had no idea like what that could entail. But they invited me, and immediately I was like, mm, I can't go. I'm so sorry. I just knew the Lord. He just said no. 
baby girl, don't go. I was like, okay. No big deal, didn't put much thought behind it. Um, if I had asked my parents, I would have said no. Like, if, they would never have let me go. But the Lord spoke to me, and then confirmation came, and that's how you grow, right? And so um, they, they went on to Port Aransas, and they were doing, like, a weekend trip up there. And on the way there, some of them had drugs and had, I think they had cocaine in their car, and they all ended up getting arrested. And if I would have gone, you know, who you surround yourself with. And, um, and then another time, same kind of situation where a group of people from church invited me out. Um, well, I was homeschooled too, so those were my only friends. And it was like friends of people that they brought from their school to church. They actually didn't, they, I mean, they were all agnostic anyway, but um, invited me to go to the lake or something again. And the Lord was like, no. And there's two girls and two guys, and they invited me. And I was like, no, I just can't go. I just knew in my gut the Lord said, baby girl, it's not safe. Don't go. And I was like, okay, no big deal. They went. And when I came back, the girls were telling me, they were like, it was so hard. Um, but the guy said when they arrived, got out of the car, locked the girls in the car, and wouldn't let them out until they made out for the guys. And it was like, ugh. Like, I would have been in that situation if I hadn't listened to the voice of the Lord and heard and obeyed. So... It's, so, it's just amazing when you obey the Lord. Like, I, would, I might never have known what I was protected from, yeah. but I was protected. Yeah. Amen. So. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, you thought your life would never, uh, would look totally different after you graduated college, and it turned out a totally different way. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience you had? Jamie Lynn makes plans in her heart, mm -hmm. but the Lord orders her steps. <laughs> That's it. The Jamie Lynn version. Um, that was my, the story of my life in my 20s. So I went straight through undergrad to grad school, got my master's in communication, thought oh, I would be cool to get my, I never thought I would teach younger than college because they're adults, it'd be great to catch them there when they're off on their own for the first time, pour into them, encourage them. So maybe I'll go get my doctorate and come back and be a university professor, something like that. And when I graduated with all the beautiful pride and entitlement that came with it and the expectations of how I was going to change the world right when I graduated, um, I, I end up, well, I, backtrack just a little bit. I discovered prophetic art when I was in graduate school. So I had a very natural gift of painting. The only training I've ever had in painting was four years of art in high school. I was really mad that they put me in art my freshman year, because I was, I have a twin sister, which I'm like, but we, she, she, art was her thing. And I was, I, we were twins, but I was like prom queen, very well loved, and she was very bullied, severe ADHD. So that was not like a normal twin scenario. So art was her thing, and I didn't want to take it from her. They put me in art and fell in love and did four years of art in high school and didn't realize. And, and I remember, I still look back at elementary school and I'm like, wow, I used to ask my art teacher how to do things more realistic. Like I would go in separately and go, but how do you draw eye real? How do you make it look real? Because usually you just go in and you know, do your little thing. And I was like, no, I want more. And, um, but I didn't really think about it. I went to college. My mom was like, you should do art full-time. And I was like, you can't do anything with art full-time. <laughs> and um, mm -hmm. so I go and get a degree in communication, and I 
master's in communication graduate, and I had the six month wait where it's like your student loans don't pop in for six months. And I had two opportunities in that time to pursue prophetic art, living with my parents, have my mom's blessing, but I could tell my dad really wanted me to get that job. And I wanted to climb the corporate ladder because um, I had a lot of expectation in, for myself and what, I, what was possible and what I could do and how much money I could make to bless the kingdom of heaven <laughs> in that order. <laughs> you know, you're catching up. So I, I go and I get this job instead and I'm miserable. And it's only four months of a desk job. Her nurses are calling me and screaming at me, belittling me. They're angry. They're wanting me to reschedule them. I'm gaining weight. I'm not happy. And I have a dream from the Lord, which when I get a dream from the Lord, it is a best say if you better pay attention for to happen. And so I got this dream, and the Lord showed me how I would be fired if I didn't quit my job. And Actually, there was a little bit of excitement in quitting, but at the end of the dream, I was painting, and I was teaching some people how to do prophetic art. So I go in, give them my two weeks' notice, and this sweet, sweet lady that I gave my notice to, she's like, oh, Jamie Lynn, I thought you were so miserable, I was going to have to let you go, confirming my dream. <clears throat> so, how much harder would that have been to be fired than to just quit being? Um, so... I ended up painting full-time. I was attending Upper Room Dallas. I don't know if you've heard of that. That's my home church. and um, That's like my family. I love them. I'm painting. I'm getting the prophetic arts going there. There's like eight people painting on a Sunday. It's really fun. Um, and I'm living with my parents. I'm not making a lot of money, but I'm happy. And then I, we have two elders in charge of our children's ministry. And... I felt sorry for everybody who went back to the children's ministry, which didn't really exist yet, because I was like, oh, they're missing the message. I'm making fun of myself right now, sorry. Um, I love God. This is really fun for me to share. But, um, so then I'm painting, and they're, they're at the front, and they're like, we are praying in a family and children's pastor, and I wanted to raise my hand. This makes no sense, but it did in my head at the time. And I was like, families, yes. Children, no. But I wanted to raise my hand, and families have children. <laughs> um, and so I was like, oh no, something happened. And so then as I start painting, all of the artists that are there, great, but all of the kids will sit at my feet, and I'm like, okay, God, something's happening. So I get drinks from the Lord, I go to Michael Marisa, the pastors, and I said, hey, I know that I'm supposed to be the children's director. I've never, I used to work with kids, but I mean, I, the Lord changed my heart and had this passion because the Lord put something there, and I was like, I'm supposed to start our children's ministry here. And I don't know what I'm doing, but I know how to go to the feet of the one who does. Yeah. And they were like, Jamie, we knew it was you four months ago. We were just waiting for you to come to us. <laughs> I was like, that was wise, because I would have loved the church. <laughs> so I become a children's pastor, and these kids start prophesying. They start, we start moving in miracles. They're hearing the voice of God as well as any adult. They're going into these trances and seeing heaven. There's crazy things that happened in that ministry. And I got to see God in such a different way that now that I know how to teach children how to hear the voice of God, because that was the goal, and that is the goal now at Upper Room and any Upper Room Children's Ministry that happens, um, I know how to teach adults, and I know how to hear them more simply even for myself. And so I, I know that all adults, anyone with breath in their lungs, can hear the Lord really easy and really beautiful. And so the signs and wonders that came from that was amazing. And then I end up going back into full-time art, and every time I do full-time art, which is what I'm doing now, um, 
it's always a transition into whatever's next. So the hosting the Oscars and having a TV show, Jamie Lynn, dream in my heart, is real and it's from God. And I believe it could happen one day. But right now I'm a prophetic artist because that is my joy and that's my honor and that's what the Lord has called me to. And so whatever he's doing is producing character in me to get to the dreams one day. I don't think he's a liar. I don't think my dreams will never happen. But I will say this, even if they never did, I'm more than satisfied where I am now. And that's not me being lazy and not pursuing my dreams. That's truly like when you're with God, period. Yeah. Does that answer the question? That does. It does. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's really cool to see, too, how, like, when God calls you to something, the grace just comes with it. Um, and the testimonies from her paintings and people's houses and how people's lives have been transformed. She did a painting for my house, and um, she said, tonight you're going to really, something's going to happen. And uh, the word of the painting that she gave me was joy and peace. And a scary commercial came on. I was watching Amazon Prime, and a scary commercial came on, and I could feel the spirit of fear come out of the commercial, and the painting was behind me. And all of a sudden, I felt the painting, the spirit, you know, joy and peace come out, combat the spirit. The commercial was over, and it was like, <laughs> that night, though. But she has testimony over and over and over like that. So it's amazing what art can do in somebody's home. I will pay you later for that. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so we're getting into the juicy details of your life. Yay. Speaking of juicy. <laughs> Do you an example of a time where you disobeyed the Lord, and how did that turn out? I do, I do. And it's so cool how even when I disobeyed, the Lord pursued me. Wow. Yeah. So um, there was a guy in my life before my husband. And I was like 19, and it lasted a very short amount of time. He did not know the Lord or even like the Lord, and it was probably about four weeks. And I just really wanted attention, you know, and just hang out with a guy. It was like the first guy I'd ever really hung out with. Um, and so we were hanging out, and my parents did not approve, obviously, and um, Mom told me one day that if I didn't break up with him, which we weren't actually ever official, um, but if I didn't break up with him, then I wouldn't be allowed to live at the house anymore. So I was like, okay, well, don't have a job, don't have any money, can't do that. So I broke up with him, and then the next day is when my, sis my little sister got engaged to her high school sweetheart, and it was devastating. Like, it really hurt, because it was like this guy, even though, like, I wasn't in love with him, but it was feeling of little need that I had, and um, so I broke it off, she got engaged, and then four days later I met up with him and hung out, which I wasn't allowed to do, um, and went home and felt so much shame and guilt and stuff, because I was like, this is not who I am, like I shouldn't be hanging out with this guy, I know that, I knew it was my husband, and um, went to bed, had a dream, and in the dream, he was laying in bed, and I had been out on the mission field doing something with the Lord, came back, jumped in bed with him, and I said, you'll never guess, the Lord did this, and da 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 da, da. and this is how the Lord showed up for me today, and I prayed for something, they were healed, and, and whatever, and um, he looked at me, and he goes, cool, and I was like, oh my gosh, and then the scene changed, and my husband was laying in bed with me, and or laying in bed, and I came and jumped in bed, I was telling him all about what the Lord had done, 
that day, and he goes, that's so cool. The Lord did the same thing for me today. You'll never guess. And we, we had this bond um, on our love for Jesus. And I woke up and was like, oh my gosh, I cannot imagine being with anybody that doesn't love the Lord like I do. My husband does. Loves the Lord. Man of God. And I'm so grateful for that. But so I woke up from that dream, and the Lord told me to go um, get every love letter I've ever written to my husband, because I'd written them since I was 12, and every, or in my journal and my Bible, and go to Bernie, which is where I would go and sit by the lake and read and have time with the Lord. So I got it all together, and it was like 6 a.m. Sun was just starting to come up. And I started driving, and my gas tank was on E. And I was like, okay. So there's a gas station on the right side of the road, and there's a gas station on the left side of the road. And naturally, you go to the right side, because that's easy, and then you can pull out. Well, the Lord told me, no, go to the left side of the, the gas station on the left side. I was like, okay, whatever. Already, like, knowing I'm going for a little bit of correction, you know, because I knew where I was headed. So go into the gas station, and there is this homeless man in there. And he, if y'all lived on Days of Allah, you've probably seen him. He walked up and down Days of Allah, like my family knew who he was. He was not a beggar, so he would never accept money. Um, we tried to give him money or food or whatever. He never accepted it. And But I always had a heart for him, and I saw him every day, day and night, like walking the streets of Days of Allah. Sweet, sweet man. And so he was in there, and I was like, yes, it's my time. I'm going to bless this man. And he walked up, and he had a newspaper, and he uh, put the newspaper on the register or whatever and said, you know, I want to buy this. And so from behind him, I was talking to the, re- the lady at the register. I was like, hey, let me, let me handle it. Let me take it. And she's like, okay. So she tells him, oh, don't worry about it. It's paid for. And he was like, oh, okay, cool, and walks out. And I was like, oh. well, I paid for it. <laughs> and I walk out, and he's gone. And I was like, well, Lord, I was going to minister to him for you, you know? And then he said, well, go back in because it's the girl that I was telling you to minister to. And I was like, oh, okay. So I walked back in, and she was like, man, that really touched me that you did that for him. And got to talk to her and pray with her and whatever. Got in the car and left, and the Lord said, um, he's so sweet. <laughs> he goes, when you're disobedient, there's opportunities that don't arise. So if you would have gotten to the right side, you would have filled up your tank and done everything you needed do, but I wouldn't have been able to bless you through it. But on the left side, there's so much more joy when you're walking with me and walking in obedience yeah. and uh, the people that you bless along the way. He said, in the same way, if you do not walk away from this boy, you will never see what I have for you. And 